What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 163 of TLDR Podcast. We once again got a full squad for you. James, Alex, Traden, they're all on the podcast. Um, I'll be hosting today. Uh, we uh, will be doing more NFL previews, more more fantasy previews. Um, Traden's got the same game we played last week. I don't, I don't know what you call it, Traden. What, what, what's the what's the what's um, the the stat game the stat game we're playing the stat game again uh it was fun last week so we're gonna do it again uh and then alex has a fun segment where we're talking the best and worst contracts in sports history so uh should be a fun podcast for you but let's check in with the boys first alex how we doing yeah i'm doing well tyler thanks for asking just chugging along here ready for this three-day weekend coming up need it bad uh but yeah i'm doing well I'm jealous you get a three-day weekend, but most people will. I will not. That's okay. Is what it is. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Trading, how about you? Good, man. Um, just, again, just like Alex, struggling along. Um, hockey starts, I guess, hockey discussion on the podcast starts in a couple weeks after I post next week. So this is the last fun week. Well, I guess fun week or, <laughs> or filler week for me. Uh, and then I, I'm on it. So, and then it's all hockey for for a long time. Lovely. I feel like uh, when the calendar turns to September, it's like really hockey preseason time. It's when it really starts to get going. And so, basketball. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, James, we're getting real close to the NFL season. I'm sure you're excited. How are you doing? I am very excited. It's uh gives me something to look forward to on Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. <laughs> work sucks. Work is terrible. Mm, 10 out of 10 would not recommend growing up and working. So don't do that. <laughs> kids uh but yeah football season is coming along i'm excited i'm excited to just watch football again i miss it unlike trading who did not miss hockey you know for a while because he was over it i really really miss football oh i'm getting i'm getting there now i'm getting there and also nfl sunday ticket now has a student discount so send me your student email so i can get like (laughs) 200 dollars off (laughs) <laughs> Love that. Yeah. No, I, I've been missing football too. I'm excited for it to come back. I'm excited for Sundays with the boys watching, watching some NFL football and, and uh, trash talking our fancy football teams should be a great time. Uh, speaking of fancy football and, and the kickoff and all that stuff, we're going to get right back. I know everyone was missing James's segments. Cause it's like, everyone's drafting fancy football. They're like, James, we need help. We're like, what, what do we got to do for a fancy football team? And like, who the hell is going to win this division? What do we got this week, James? This week we got the, just poopy AFC South. Like we really shouldn't have to talk about them because they're so bad and nobody really wants to talk fantasy for the AFC South, but we have to, because it'd be unfair to Matt Rivera and the Colts. <laughs> Started off with the Houston Texans this year, three 13 and one last season, new head coach in D'Amico Ryans. They lost Ogbo Okwarkuwo. <laughs> and then Rasheed Green. <laughs> they did gain Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Ward, Sheldon Ranking, Shaquille Griffin, and Devin Singletary. With the second overall pick in the draft, they picked C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. And with the third overall pick in the draft, they picked Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Alex, how are they going to finish? Yeah, you would hope the Texans are going to be a little bit better. Uh, I don't think they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. 6-11 and 11 for the Houston Texans. Tyler. Houston Texans, I also got 6-11. and 11. Uh, You know, guys, yeah, just, just a team that's trying its best. I think a little bit better, but still not, still not there yet. And then trade... Um, 
You know what? I want to say seven just to be Ooh. different. Um, and the reason I say that, you know, I, I, I like young teams that know that everybody kind of writes off. Um, James, I, I, you know, I know that DeMarco Ryan's is not Robert Sala, but he has the energy and he has that. And he's a, was a big part of that defense um, over there in, in San Francisco. And a new coach like that kind of just, you know, brings in some energy and, and rejuvenates that, you know, a, a team and, you know, I think they're good for seven wins just because this division's absolute dog shit. I agree. It is dog shit, but I still got five and 12. <laughs> like they, it's a rookie head coach, a rookie QB, but they got nothing to build off of. But this is a good starting point to start something hopefully good. Who knows? Moving on to fantasy QB, CJ Stroud, ADP 169, QB 27. He was just named starting QB, but he's so low in the rankings. We're just not going to talk about him. Running back Damon Pierce, ADP 51, running back 16. Alex, does the addition of Devin Singletary threaten the workhorse status of Damon Pierce? Um, No, I don't think so. I think Devin Singletary is more of just a insurance policy. I mean, even with the Bills, he was never really much, um, you know, didn't was not like the featured back even with when he was the number one running back on, on his own team. So uh, I still think it's kind of Damian Pierce's job. Um, and he should be, you know, they should use him quite a bit. Wide receiving room. There is nothing to talk about there. They have no top 50 wide receivers or even top 75 wide receivers for that matter. Moving on to tight end Dalton Schultz, ADP 124, tight end 12. He finishes the tight end 10 last season. Traded tight end guy. After being a receiving threat for Dallas for years, will he be a top 10 tight end this season with a rookie QB and an awful wide receiver room? <laughs> You're fighting two battles here. You're, you're uh, you have a team that's going to be you know, having to throw the ball a lot, just given the 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 game how the game scripts are going to go. Um, you're gonna you're you have a rookie quarterback who's probably going to look to find some kind of security blanket. I use that I use that phrase quite a bit. Um, Dalton Schultz being uh, being who he is in 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 that uh, you know veteran role and 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 solid is going to be the security blanket. But is it going to be enough to put him to the top? to the top 10. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have enough offense that he's going to score enough. So I'm going to say he's just outside. Okay. So tight end 12 works. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a Houston Texans. That took all of four minutes. Moving on to the next team, Indianapolis Colts four 12 and one last season, new head coach and Shane Steichen. They lost linebacker, Bobby O'Karake, Yannick Ngakwe, Rodney McLeod, Paris Campbell, and they gained Samson Ebukam and Gardner Minshew, who I made a terrible reference to Brett Favre earlier this season of podcast. With the fourth overall pick in the draft, they picked QB Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Tyler, how did they finish? I got the Colts at 7 and 10. I think there are a lot of new changes going on. Um, I just don't really expect them. There's a lot of wide eyes right here uh, to do that well. Um, so rookie quarterback, uh, can't, can't, can't expect a whole lot from them. So 7 and 10 for me. You said they're not going to do that well yet. You get them. You give them seven wins. Trade That's still losing record. It's not here. very good. Um, I, I actually think they're gonna they're gonna be below the Texans uh, because I have them at six wins because I had Texans at seven. Um, the the Colts are just. I, I mean, their defense is you know average enough, um, and there's way too much, way too many question marks on the offensive side. I don't know where they're going. Also, I'm fucked in fantasy uh, in the first four <laughs> weeks. So we'll probably talk about that. So uh, yeah. Yay. Let's go Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Wow. You guys are something else. I got them at three and 14. I think this team is, if the Arizona Cardinals weren't a, weren't a team, they would be fighting for the number one overall pick. They've got a long way to go. 
their best player is trying to get traded away and is now not playing. I have assuming, assuming that's what trade is referring to. Uh, yeah, they're not going to be good. I, I would be surprised if they got more than three wins. I mean, I would not be as surprised because I have them at four wins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Jim Irsay is not cool, man. Like I, I liked him for what he did with Andrew Luck back in the day and gave him his full salary and whatnot. But the way he's changed now towards running backs and just being an awful person, like that ain't, I don't like how this organization is run. They got a shaky O-line. They lost Jonathan Taylor for four plus games, probably the year. Uh, shaky defense, rookie QB, one offensive weapon, maybe. Like this is a bad, bad team and bad ownership. Four wins. Fantasy quarterback Anthony Richardson, AP 131, QB 17. Tyler, rookie QB, first year head coach. And he's going ahead of Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, and David Carr. God, why do you think that is? I honestly, to be honest, you have no idea. I think that's really, really stupid. Um, I would trust all those three guys over a rookie quarterback. Guys that are uh, they're in their systems. I know Russell Wilson had a really rough year last year, but uh, I think with given the career he's had, I think you give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I did draft Anthony Richardson just as a like last minute. He was still available in like the last rounds. So I was like, fuck it, why not? Maybe he'll go off. Uh, but in terms of fantasy, like if you had those other three guys available, pick those three over him. I don't, I don't know why ESPN has him ranked up higher than those guys. Uh, running back, Jonathan Taylor, ADP 29 and falling really fast. Running back 10 also falling fast. Trading. I'm asking you because you dumbass drafted him. <laughs> He's definitely not going to play for the first four games. Well, he played all this season. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have anything to say i have no idea i'm trying to look into this myself i i, I don't know if the, if the contract's going to get situated it probably not i don't know what that means i don't know the rules behind the whole contract thing in the nfl i'm not like a whiz like i am in in the nhl i probably signed my season away in the third round <laughs> that was that was a tough pick man uh, if it would have been great if it would have been done though yeah, yeah it would have been, awesome. awesome. been done though if he does play this season, is he going to be a Colts or is he going to be gone? Is, I, again, I don't fucking know because I don't know the rules. I don't know if he can be moved. I know he can be traded, but obviously that's not getting done. The, the Colts obviously need to bring down his value or, or need to rethink his value because it's obvious. I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. I, I'm going to say no, but I don't fucking know. Okay, so he's not going to play this season. Final answer. <laughs> uh, wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. ADP 96, wide receiver 35, wide receiver 20 last season. Alex, catching passes from a rookie QB that Tyler doesn't believe will succeed. Do you think he'll be have a better season this year compared to last year when he had a falling apart Matt Ryan? Probably not. Um, obviously, this team is kind of in in a rebound mode. Um, I still think he is a very a pretty good wide receiver. I mean, I don't think if you're a Super Bowl aspiring team, you'd be pumped with him being your number one guy. Um, he feels like kind of a late round flyer, kind of see how well he he meshes. But sort of like Traden mentioned, with a young quarterback, sometimes they find that one guy, that security blanket, and that could be Pittman, but it, it doesn't look great. Um, you know, the optics don't look great to start. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans, 7-10 and 10 last season. They lost Austin Hooper, David Long Jr., Nate Davis, and Demarcus Walker. They gained DeAndre Hopkins, Arden Key, Aziz Alshair, and Sean Murphy bunt, bunting. With the 11th overall pick, they picked Peter Skrinowski uh, from Northwestern. Trade, how did they finish? Uh, I'm going to say seven wins. 
Um, I look, I actually think as much as I think Derrick Henry is an absolute tank, I actually think that teams have figured out his game because there's no, there's no dynamic offense here. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was, was, he missed a lot and he was man at best when he was uh, playing. I, I, I just don't see this team succeeding very well. Like I, I think that Derrick Henry is not going to be shut down, but he's going to be more shut down than we have seen in the past. And that's all they really fucking have. Uh, I agree. Seven and 10 for me. They have an eh team, but like Trayton said, like the QB and offensive line is going to hold them back the most. I have no idea what to make with a 30 plus year old DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they put Tannehill on the trading block earlier this year, and then they elected to keep him. That's confusing. I think defense and Derek Henry is the only people that are going to keep him in games, but not enough to have a winning record. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with what all the boys just said. Um, you know, eventually, I think we're going to see Derek Henry take a step back. We kind of are seeing the signs already. So I've got him at six and eleven. Uh, this just if they don't feel like a good team, um, and I just don't, I don't understand what they're doing. <laughs> I guess. And then Tyler. Yeah, I got him at eight and nine. Um, just wow. kind of an average team, you know, kind of got what, what you guys were saying. Um, I think, like I said, Tannehill, um, just kind of, kind of, kind of in a weird spot. Um, you know, Derrick Henry's kind of the only really reason to watch. I think, I think they're a really good coach team. So I think that they'll win more than what people expect. But yeah, eight and nine. Uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, ADP 169, which I am now figuring out that 169 means completely undraftable. Quarterback 31, he's going after Tom Brady, who retired. So we're not going to talk about him. Running back, Derrick Henry, ADP 11, running back five. He finished last season as running back four. Tyler, he's entering his age 29 season. Trayton seems to think so, but is this the year that he finally slowed down? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very optimistic on this podcast. I mean, I'm getting a lot of optimistic answers, and I'm going I'm to keep that for Derrick Henry. I think he's proven himself to be one of the more consistent running backs, and there's not a lot of them left, and I think Derrick, Derrick Henry is one of those guys that's just a solid workhorse. I think he's dependable. Um, so I'm going to say no. So you'll think of finish of the top five running back. Yes. Okay, cool. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, ADP 51, wide receiver 20. Alex, is wide receiver 20 too high for a 31-year-old wide receiver in a run first offense? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know. Somebody drafted him in like our the third or fourth round yesterday. I don't know. Our draft was really confusing because somebody had a little hissy fit, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think so. And in, in an offense that's really confusing or and not one where you're very confident in anyone really in the quarterback room. Um, and then again, with Derrick Henry being kind of the main focus. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't see much from G hop last year between suspension and being on the Cardinals. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's too high. What would you drop? Like what receiver number would you drop them in? Uh, he would have probably been like the mid thirties for me. Oh, wow. That's yeah. deep. Yeah, that that's too. Does it be twenty? That's that's too much. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the last team, this division, and it's saving grace. Unfortunately, is the Jacksonville Jaguars nine and eight last season? They lost Arden Key, who then went and signed with the Tech Titans. Uh, Jawan Taylor, Marvin Jones Jr. But they gained kind of. They didn't really gain anybody, but they regained Calvin Ridley, who they traded for last season, but was suspended. So they kind of gained Calvin Ridley in the draft, twenty seventh overall pick. Tackle Anson Harris out of Oklahoma. Alex, how do they finish? Yeah, this feels like the clear-cut best team in this division. Um, I have them at 11 and 6. We kind of saw them take that step last year, um, you know, expecting bigger things for them this year. Tyler? I got them at 9 and 8. 
Um, I just, I don't think this is as of a great team as people think it is. I think they're still, like I said, they're definitely the best team in this division. Uh, certain, uh, certainly a favorite to make the playoffs, but, uh, I think they got a tough schedule. Um, and I don't think they're just as good as a lot of the other teams in the, in the, in the league. So nine and eight for me. I'm at 10. Um, just kind of cutting, cut in the middle there, uh, trying to play your safe. Um, I, I think the, I think it's clear that they're going to, they're going to eat the rest of the division's lunch. Um, but that's a, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be world beaters there, but I think they're going to take a step. I think they're going to, you know, I think there are a couple players away on the defensive side from being pretty solid, like really solid. And, uh, you know, if, if Lawrence can take another step and cut his hair off, we're going to have a very fucking good team here, boys. Apparently, uh, Jaden does not like long hair on men. Oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, I do agree though. I boomer. <laughs> 10 and 7 for me. Um, Trading so they're going to eat everybody else's lunch. I think they're going to eat everybody else's lunch, dinner, snacks, breakfast, breakfast balls, all of the above. They're clear cut winners of this division. Um, having Calvin Ruther there is going to help a ton. And that good coaching, explosive offense is going to take them a long way. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence, ADP 66, quarterback 8. He finished as quarterback 7 last season. Trading, we're going to play a game of over under 3,900 yards passing. Over 26 touchdowns. Oh, you know, I'll say over <laughs> 13 interceptions under. Oh, wow. He's going to have a great year. Trevor Lawrence. Have a great year. Have an amazing year. Running back Travis Etienne, ADP 32, running back 11, finishes running back 17 last season. Tyler, with the addition of Tank Bigsby, do you think Etienne is still the do it all bet for Jacksonville? It's hard for me to really trust kind of what Jacksonville system is. Um, so I'm going to say no. Um, I, I think, I think they're a team that built kind of a more on a platoon situation. So, um, I think ETN, great, great young running back. Um, but in terms of fantasy options, I think it's not going to be, I don't think he's going to be the sole dude. I love that answer, man. Cause Doug Peterson is historically runs a running back by committee offense. Why does he Calvin Ridley ADP 40? Why does he 17? Alex, after being suspended for an entire year and taking time off for his mental health the year before that, do you think ADP 40 is too high or too low for a talent that we haven't really seen play since 2020? It's definitely a very boomer bust situation because when he was playing, when we last saw him play, he looked like one of the best wide receivers in the game. Then obviously both mental health and other off, off uh, field issues kind of brought that down. I, I would go maybe a little lower. Like he kind of feels like right at the 20 mark of uh, like not overall, but like, I guess 20 wide receiver. Um, I'd rather have him than D hop. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> Great comparison. I love that. <laughs> wide receiver, Christian Kirk, ADP 90 wide receiver 34, but he finished as wide receiver 12 last season traded. I get the addition of Ridley's going to knock him down a little bit, but the demotion from wide receiver 12 to 34 is harsh. Do you agree with that drop? Um, Probably not. I think, I think that we've seen, we've seen Trevor Lawrence himself kind of, you know, grow up, you know, before our eyes every game. And I think he's getting more comfortable with his entire, you know, uh, arsenal of weapons. So I think that that's, that, that is a pretty deep drop because I think that, you know, Kurt's still going to be a very important part of this offense um, among the other players that are part of this offense. So uh, yeah, I'd I'd say that's pretty, uh, that's a, that's a pretty steep drop off or an unfair drop off if you will. And then lastly, tight end Evan Ingram, ADP 85, tight end 8. He finished a tight end number 5 last season. Tyler, Evan Ingram or Friar Muth? 
Oh man. Uh, I'm going to go Ingram. I just think better <laughs> offensive system, better quarterback Ingram for me. Okay. Evan Ingram or David and Joku. Ingram still same reasons. All right. Um, Evan Ingram or Dallas Goddard. Oh, Goddard. Go yeah, Eagles. that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to put that in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that wraps up the worst division we've previewed thus far. All right. The AFC shit. Uh, we got to <laughs> love it. Um, that Thank you, James. Like I said, uh, NFL season, you, you can smell it right around the corner. We're really excited to get that going. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Traden is playing. I already forgot the name of the game. We'll, we'll figure it out. But we're, but we're playing a game when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. We're playing the stat game. That's what the game is called. We love it. We love playing it. Trade debuted it last week. We're going round two this week. Trade, take it away. I just changed the name. It's called You Don't Know Stats. Oh, fuck. (laughs) 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 All right. Just like last week, I'm just going to find ridiculous stats. And sometimes, like some normal stats, I I, I, I didn't want to go like too obscure, but there's some pretty strange ones. First one is seven. Uh, you know, everybody's going to get a chance to guess whoever's closest wins the round. Whoever can Alex started like negative five. <laughs> um, no, he's honestly going to win again. He's a handicap. No, no, I, unfortunately it can't, that can't, you know, no, no, <laughs> can't do that. Um, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to go through it. So here's, we're going to start. I don't have the scoreboard up, but I will work on it as we go. So James, why don't we, why don't we start with you? Okay. I'm going to start with you. Most stolen bases in a career were uh, is held by Ricky Henderson. Quite a lot. Like, it's ridiculous. Most stolen bases in his career. How many stolen bases did he... How many bases did he steal in his career? Ricky Henderson, go James. Uh, 583. 583. Uh, Alex? I'm going to go 1,623. And Ty? 1,000. Wow. Just split the difference of 1,000. It is, the answer is 1,406. So Alex wins that. The The next closest is not, they didn't even break 1,000. So that, that is, you know, that's an insane stat uh, that, oh, you know, I, that I found. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that that was absolutely insane. And once again, Alex just, Fuck, man. <laughs> you, man. You should have started with a negative five. You should have started with a negative five, but first one is seven. A lot of that was just chance. math. Okay. So we still have a chance. Played for a long time. He did play for a long time. Talk about playing for a long time. We're going to talk about the Iron Man streak. Uh, some of the baseball guys on here might know it. Hopefully, James, you can you can sneak in here. Um, Cal Ripken Jr. holds the record for the, uh, for the Iron Man streak of the most consecutive games played at how many? Tyler King. I'm going to go 2,400. Okay. Uh, Alex? Uh, I'm going to go 2,601. And one. James? 3,000. 3,000. Well, Ty, Alex, somehow you're like 30 off, 31 off. 
uh, consecutive games played. James, I like how you went with the 3,000 because actually, I mean, if you would have went just a little bit less, you probably could have like snuck in there. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Um, yeah, so that that's just absolutely insane. Um, I mean, some of these stats are just ridiculous. Basketball. Here we go. Basketball. Wilt Chamberlain holds the record for the most points per game in a season. Did we do this? I mean, I've done this one. Last oh, yeah, no, we did. No. Um, I remember wanting to do this one. James, how many points per game in, in, in a season did Wilt Chamberlain score? 38. 38. Uh, Alex. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's like 51 and a half or something. Per game? Like Dude. And Tyler. Look at his stat page. It is wild. I'm going to go 55. I thought I was going home with 38. Yeah, James, you're way off. Um, in 1962, Will Chamberlain scored 50.4 points Woo! per game. And that would be Alex. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one point off. Um, can't win. <laughs> just unbelievable. Uh, I mean... I, I don't I don't know what to say about that, but wow. Um, okay, here we go, James. This this is gonna be your this is gonna be you. This is gonna be all this is gonna be it. Dan Marino holds the holds the record for the least amount or the lowest sack percentage in his in in, in a season. James, what percentage is that? I've never looked at sack percentage in my life. <laughs> 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 Two, two. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Alex. Oh, yeah. I honestly have no idea. My first thought was like one percent, but I'm gonna. Do, I'm not gonna do that to James. So I'll say like five point three. Five point three. Okay. Uh, Tyler. Four point one. Four point one. In 1988, Dan Marino was sacked. 0.98% sack percentage. There you go, James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, so, so honestly, Alex, if you would have went with the 1%, yeah. you would have won that. Look, I'm, I almost said 0.5. I'm Team James here, okay? I'm on <laughs> we, we, and I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> I have a fan. Uh, okay, here we go. This is a fun one. Uh, actually, I want. I'm going to go back. I want to do this one. I want to do the most in hockey. The most, uh, the high. What is it? The uh, it just had it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. In penalty minutes. Here we go. <laughs> who? So I in Tiger Williams. Who I don't fucking know who that is. This is he played from 1974 to 1988. Had has the most amount of penalty minutes in his career. Okay, Tyler. How many penalty minutes did Tiger Williams accrue? 900. Oh, God. <laughs> James? Was that an oh, God? Oh, like, man, like, <laughs> 3,000. Uh, Alex? Uh, fuck, I don't know. 532. 532 penalty minutes? Yeah, okay. sure. Wow, you really are being nice to James. Um, 3,000. 971 penalty minutes. Honestly, I started thinking about, I thought you were going to say like per se, like one season. And then I got, I to, was going to do that. Got that number. And then I gave up. I was going to do that. Yes. Um, but team James, team James. 
Un, and un, just an, like I don't even know what that guy would have had to do. I mean, I guess this is seventy four to eighty eight, so there, so there's prevalence of the you know, you know, big guys that just fight all the time, and that's what they do. And it, uh, yeah, ridiculous. Um, so there you go. All right, you guys want <laughs> you guys want you guys want to do a ridiculous one? Yes. There are a certain amount of possible plays in every single baseball game. Like a, a a crazy number of, of like crazy like amount of plays that can happen in a baseball game. Tyler, how many play? How many possible plays can each baseball game have? Each baseball game, or yes. each play in, 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 a, in a baseball game. A baseball game has this many possible plays. Two hundred fifty. Uh, James, one sixty nine. Oh God, Alex, dude! I was gonna go like, okay, well, I think it's like five hundred thousand, but I'm gonna guess like two thousand to hedge my bets because I think they guessed way too low. Twelve million three hundred eighty-six thousand three hundred four. What I'm really learning, what I'm really learning about myself with this is I'm really, really, really bad with numbers. <laughs> Twelve million. So it's the presentation. Now, now, sometime on this podcast in the next summer, I'm going to we're going to dive deep into how, like what that means because like that's that just wild. Twelve million. I don't even know what that means. It's like a ball can land on one piece of grass and then land on the next piece of grass. So it's a different play. No, it, well, it'd be like a six four three, like oh. double play, or a four six three are two different ones. So like if there's some triple play where seven guys touch the ball. But it's, then it's all in a different order. Those are all different. Like, just calm down. Math is just like constant. <laughs> it just goes. Yeah, it's almost infinity, almost. It is. Yeah. Well, it's I like how Alex said our math is terrible, but he was about to guess 5,000 with the answer 12 million. <laughs> I was, was going to say 500. My first thought was 1.2 million. And then I just figured I would hedge my bets because that went way too low. Oh, okay. So we're going back to hockey. Scoring five goals or more in a single NHL game has only been accomplished. This many times in history, James. 27. Tyler? Can you repeat the... You, what, yeah, scoring five or more goals in a single NHL game has only been accomplished this many times in history. James said 12. <laughs> Alex? James, no joke, I was going to say 27. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also going to say 27. What? <laughs> <laughs> you both 28. 28. <laughs> Just because of that, it's 60. So look at how it's You can't I, I, I hate this game, game so much. So much. <laughs> oh, All right, here, so here's, much. A, here's another yeah. So, so how many do I have? The score. You, Alex, you have five. Oh, okay. James, you have two. Tyler, you're still yet to get off the score off the starting lineup. Playing me at Jeopardy. I can do that math. Um, okay. So here we go. What is the slowest MLB game ever? How long was the game? I'm sorry. The longest. Uh, oh, I, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I, I don't want to do that one. I don't like that one. So I, I just, just, just revert. This is for you, James. This is a, this is a football one. Kind of similar to the last one. There have been 14 Four interception games in NFL history, and I just gave you the answer. So I'm having this 14. <laughs> I'm having a tough time. 
Um, okay, here in, Trayden, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's falling apart. This many, this many errors were made in the nineteen in the eighteen eighty six World Series. Is it me first? Tyler. Oh. Eighteen eighty six World Series in the total World Series. This many errors in in I guess I guess it would be in the whole series. Uh, I mean, it's this sounds like one hundred. Wow. Is there a lot of errors in a series? I'm f I am do not fucking know, man. I'm... <laughs> Alex. I was gonna go with one. One error. Okay. One. Uh James. 27. 27. <laughs> and with that, it's actually 63. So James wins by one oh. fucking error. Oh yeah. my god. I thought I had it. Yeah. That's a lot of errors. That is a lot of errors. Um, I, I don't even know. I, I mean, how many errors are there in a typical game base uh, of baseball, Tyler, Alex? Maybe two or four. One, one or two. On average, I bet it's like, yeah, one or two. Wow. wow. They were probably using like pieces of plywood as gloves, though, you know, just like. Yeah. I don't think they had gloves back then. They were all the yeah, they're they're probably probably drunk. Yeah, they're probably real drunk playing that game. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. it's 1886, so probably. Okay. Tom Brady holds the record for the most. Fourth quarter comebacks in history at this many, Alex. 34. Uh, Tyler. 35. You bitch. (laughs) I'm desperate. (laughs) Or say say 33. You won't. (laughs) 52. 52. It is 46. So James wins again. He's actually coming back. (laughs) It's five to four. Um, team James. James. Um, who is in second would be Peyton Manning at forty three. Um, Matt Ryan, as he if he's playing still, um, he's at thirty eight, so he has a chance to to keep going. But I I highly doubt that. Um, so there's there's that. If you guys didn't know that, there's there's that one. Um, let me see if there's oh this one's a fun one. This I I can't even I can't even pronounce this gal's name. Okay. But this gal, whoever her name is, spent a long time in handcuffs swimming. How far did she swim in meters? Handcuffed. She has. She holds the record for the longest swim while handcuffed. And this and this many meters. We'll go. We'll go full meters. Uh, James. Five hundred and forty. Okay, Tyler. Two thousand. Oh. Ooh. Alex? You say 2,000? 2,000. So that's two kilometers. Oh, uh, 20,000 meters. Oh, 20,000? <laughs> How many miles is that? 20, 20, well, it's 20 kilometers, so it's quite a long ways. Um, Tyler, you won that. Yes. Oh, he's on the board. This, this gal swam 4,200 meters, 42, 4.2 kilometers. I don't even know why I found that one, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious. That's so random. Something I pronounce her name. Is it Russian? Uh, no, it's try, bro. Not. It's I. It's Middle Eastern, and I'm not even going to try because I don't want to be an. I don't want to sound like an absolute asshole. Hmm. Okay, another weird one. This uh, Bernie Boehm spun a basketball on his finger for this many seconds while surfing the waves of of uh, Daytona Beach. Tyler, how long did Bernie? Spin a basketball while surfing <laughs> in Florida. I'm gonna go 
90 in seconds in seconds 99 seconds 99 how seconds. long is a 90 that's a long way that's a long ways to do it without <laughs> surfing Fuck me but. man i don't serve i don't do math this is a hard game okay i'm trying my best over here James. <laughs> i was like 12 12 seconds okay alex dude back to good old faithful 27 seconds 27 seconds it was 33.25 seconds oh, james 27 <laughs> <laughs> uh um, so yeah, while surfing, this dude spun a basketball for tw- 33 seconds. Again, I, I don't know why I'm picking these, but, uh, these, <laughs> these are the fun ones. These are what, these are what the people want to hear. Okay, here's a, here's a good one. Um, dogs run on four legs, humans don't, but this dude did run on four legs and is the fastest to run a hundred meters on all fours. What is his time, Tyler, to do run a hundred meters on all four legs? Hands whatever yeah um 18 and a half seconds 18.5 alex <laughs> 27 seconds 27 seconds james <laughs> 21 21 this dude ran 800 meters on all fours in 15.7 seconds i go. can't even sprint that that's impressive that sprint. is impressive <laughs> i might need to see a video of that ridiculous uh, his name, if you guys want to look it up, is uh, uh, Bear Grylls. Kenichi Ito. Oh, the guy. Oh, uh, my guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's our guy now. Like that. Like, wow. Um, I don't even know what to say about that. Okay, here's another 100-meter dash one, but this guy's wearing flippers on his feet. <laughs> How fast? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Wait, does he even give me the... Oh my god. It doesn't even give me the the oh yeah, it does, excuse me. Um no no, it doesn't even give me the the the, the speed. So you know what? Some of these things are really annoying. Um how about the fastest marathon while carrying two tires, James? Oh my god. <laughs> uh four hours. Okay, for four just a flat four? Yeah, man. Okay. Uh Alex. Uh, three hours and 27 minutes, three hours and 27 minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tyler. Five hours and two minutes, five hours and two minutes. It is actually four hours and 24 minutes. Okay. So James wins that one. We are, we are getting yeah it's getting you know someone's got to win here so we're gonna we're gonna go back to normal we're gonna go back to normal some winner take all right here well it's not really like there's still you know i think uh, alex still carries but yeah. you know i don't really care um here we go uh <clears throat> here's oh, oh i don't even know what do you guys know who nap LaJoy is yes is that i did i say it right i think so he holds like the record in 1901, he holds the record for the best batting average in a single season. Alex, what is that batting average? I'm going to go four. Oh, James, obviously, 427. <laughs> <laughs> James, 417. 417 and Tyler, 503. 503. It is five or 426. Oh, hey! Alex basically got it. Once again, wins um, that. So Alex, congratulations. Two Thank weeks you. in a row. Well, about three weeks in a row. If you include the Jeopardy, you just, just demolish yeah. everybody. Um, 
Sorry for the uh, pauses, everybody. Um, some like some of the thing, stats had like information, and then they didn't give me the answer. Um, also, I, I I couldn't keep a straight face when I was saying some of the stats because they were like completely ridiculous. And you know what? I think we got bored of the of the simple stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed it because I did not know that you could actually um, you know uh, uh, run with. I guess you. I guess I didn't think there was a, a thing that you could run a marathon with tires on your shoulders. But hey, someone holds a record for that. So. So Aiden, you did a fantastic job. I learned a little bit. I also relearned that numbers are not my thing and I'm terrible at this game, but Hey, at least I got on the board. So that's all that matters. Hopefully you guys learned a few things and uh, enjoyed that little, little game there. Uh, we'll take a one last break. And when we come back, Alex is hosting a segment about the best and worst contracts in sports history. Welcome back, everybody. We got one more segment for you. Alex, we're talking, there's been some really good contracts and really bad ones. Uh, and we're going to talk about it with all the sports. So Alex, take it away. Yes. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, similar to trading, this will be my last week of non-basketball related things. We start basketball previews next week. Um, but yeah, best and worst contracts. I did give the caveat and I hope the boys paid attention from 2000 up because honestly money, well, James didn't based on his facial expression, but it's okay. Money in sports has changed drastically, um, especially even within the last decade or so. But there's always these times about when guys sign big contracts, how are they going to age? How are they going to look down the road? Honestly, I'm also kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here trying to come up with topics. So we're going to start. We'll start with worst and we'll finish positive. This is a positive podcast. Um, James, because I'm looking at you first and I'm you now I'm most worried about you. <laughs> who, who what is your most recent worst NFL contract? Most recent? I have a or, couple. Or yeah, your couple. Whatever, just just bad NFL contracts you want to talk about. Well, because I love Tyler so much. I want to talk a little bit about uh, his favorite QB of all time, Carson Wentz. Yes. <laughs> right. Bro signed a four-year, $128 million contract extension with $107 million guaranteed. Okay? He signed that. The next season, he went five and six. And the season after that, Bro got benched and traded. He also led the league in interceptions and turnovers that year. So fun fact, his contract did not pay off. But obviously, the biggest one that we always always have to talk about is Jamarcus Russell. Number, former number one overall pick, Los Angeles. No. I almost said Las Vegas Raiders, but at the time they were Oakland Raiders. Got drafted number one overall in 2007. He held out. He didn't come to training camp. He missed the first week of the NFL regular season as a rookie quarterback because he held out for a better contract. And because of that, he got a six-year, $68 million deal with $31.5 million guaranteed without ever playing a snap in the NFL or even being in the conference room for the NFL team. He played a total of three years. And in those three years, 31 games and had 18 touchdowns to 23 interceptions for his entire career, all for $31 million that are guaranteed. And then a $68 million deal. That has to be the worst contract in NFL history. James, that is a pretty bad one. Just to put the money into perspective for you guys. I think Justin Herbert's deal is like 52 mil a year. It's some crazy number like that. So just to show in 15 years or whatever that math is, how much, how much the math has changed. Um, I went defensive. Uh, Albert Hainsworth, the seven 100 mil he signed with 
at the time, the Washington Redskins did not age well. I think he had like six and a half sacks over three years. And other than him being great on um, whatever that HBO show is, I can't remember right now, uh, it was pretty bad. Um, hard knocks. Trade in, you're above James in the Zoom link and on my paper. So NH, NHL, worst okay. contract. First of, all, first of all, everyone needs to just like not like my, these contracts are tiny compared to the other three. Okay. Like yes, that's a good point. you have to, you have to put it in the context of the NHL being the tiny yes. one. Okay. <laughs> my top one is Rick DiPietro. He, Ooh, the dude yeah. in 2006 with the New York Islanders signed a 15 year, $67.5 million contract. I know that's not a lot in, in your guys' world, but it's a, it, that, that was a huge contract. 16 year, 15 year. 15. Yeah, so so, so yeah. To, yeah, that that's interesting that you asked that because this was kind of the beginning of the end for the um long of the career length contracts. Like th- that was a thing in the NHL in the, or in the early 2000s to late uh, to early 2010s, and, and then I'll get to the second one in a second here. Um, DP the make it matters worse. DP Atros, um ended up playing for s- seven of the 15 years. So well, obviously that he, they already like fucked up there, but he was only a starter for the first two years. Um, after playing 129 games in the first two seasons of the contract, he only played 50 games for the rest of his career <laughs> with, with the, the Islanders. Um, eventually, the they were able to use a, a compliance buyout, and um, they still will be. They still pay him 1.5 million until 2029 for him not to even play there. So uh, he's they're still paying that one. The other bad one um, is the incredibly crazy contract that. Um, did put an end to the long-term contract, long career length contracts. And that's Ilya Kovalchuk's 15 year contract, um, a hundred, a uh, hundred million dollars. Um, he did reject a 17 year. So he, that almost went through, um, but they ended up with a 15 year Kovalchuk, um, went on to play only th- that, that was back in 2010. Kovalchuk went on to pay only three and a half years, um, for the devils under his contract before he announced retirement and go play for the KHL. Um, the, they did manage to free up cap space, um, you know, due, due, due to his retirement, but they did have some fees that they still have to pay for another, that they had to pay for another 12 years. So um, that, so the devils kind of got hamstrung with that one. And I think he then went back and played for the Kings for a little bit. Um, but by then he was just kind of washed up. So, yeah, I did look at both of those though. That part of NHL history will always be wild. These crazy oh, yeah. decade and a half long contracts. Um, I went with Scott Gomez seven for 51 and a half with the Rangers. So he was getting eight mil, 7.5 mil and two seasons. He had making that amount of money in the mid two thousands to like mid 2010s is a lot. That's like one of your highest, highest paid guys in two seasons, 49 points. McDavid had that in like three and a half games this year. So uh, (laughs) Scott Gomez, brutal Tyler. MLB worst contract most recently. These ones are big, big money too. So I'm interested to see where you went with this. Yeah, I almost went Anthony Rendon, but Angels deserve a little <laughs> bit of a of, of a of a pass right now. Just no, they, they don't. I don't, they <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, just like berating them because they they it, it is what it is. But Anthony Rendon was up there, but I think there's one contract that's even worse than that one, and that is Steven Strasburg's deal with the Washington Nationals. Uh, he won the World Series MVP in 2019. After that, he inked a seven-year, $245 million contract. Since he put the pen to paper and he got paid, he has pitched a total, since 2019, 
of 31 and a third innings. And then earlier this month, he announced his retirement from the game due to injury. And yes, he still gets paid the remaining $174.2 million on his contract. Steven Strasburg, worst history, worst deal in the history of Major League Baseball in recent memory. Yes, that one is tough. Obviously, that's not for poor performance. That's just an injury thing. But yeah, that has really kind of hamstrung the Nationals moving forward. Um, and that is pretty brutal. Um, I went with one with just straight poor performance. And that is Pablo Sandoval. Five for 95 mil with the Red Sox. He played 161 games over like three seasons and hit 14 homers and batted 237 before they just released him. Brutal by the Red Sox. Uh, Tyler, we're just gonna we're gonna wrap it around. So let's hear your best uh, or or a couple. If you have a couple, feel free to say a couple um, MLB contracts within the last you know 20, 23 years. Yeah, a lot of good team friendly deals that teams have made. The one for me that sticks out the most is Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians. This is probably one of the more underrated players in all the game. I um, mean, he's a four time All Star, four time Silver Slugger. He's been the multiple uh, MV, multiple top five MVP finishes in in the, in the last few years. Uh, he currently, as in, in this season, he's only being paid uh, fourteen million, which is eighty eighth, the largest contract in the league for our, would for definitely a top ten hitter, no doubt uh, in, in in Major League Baseball. Uh, he is signed through twenty twenty eight. His highest paid season will be in twenty twenty eight at twenty five million, uh, which is still currently only the fifteenth highest uh, highest average annual value um, for, like I said a bona fide top MVP candidate year in and year out. So for me, best contract, Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians. That is a good one. I forgot I was supposed to do worse for basketball. So we're going to go back real quick. Um, worst one from this recent offseason, Dylan Brooks. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, the one I did look up, uh, if you guys remember, Gilbert Arenas, uh, back in the day, yes, James is pointing finger guns. Uh, he signed a six-year, $111 million contract. He was hurt the whole time. He pulled a gun on a teammate in the locker room. Uh, pretty much is just that whole thing was a mess. Apparently, that teammate is now in prison for murder, I learned today. so Barris Crimson? Yes. Yep. Did not know that. That was wild. So anyway, G- Gilbert Arenas, that was my bad one. Um, for my positive one. Weirdly enough, Tyler, you went with the Washington Nationals and Steven Strasburg. I think they also did another direction with Max Scherzer, one of the best free agent signings of recent memory. Seven years for 210. Seven years uh, every single year in All-Star, two Cy Youngs, and a World Series during that time. Uh, probably like underpaid for what he did for that franchise. So um, weirdly enough, the Nationals get both the best and the worst contracts. And they could have had the worst also if they'd re-signed Anthony Rendon. Washington, you crazy, right? Uh, all right, trade in best for the National Hockey League. Yeah, so there's quite a few actually, um, but I'm going to give two two of my favorite players in the NHL. First, being a goaltender, uh, Connor Hellebuck. Tw- uh, July 12th, he signed in 2018. He signed a six year, 37 million dollar contract. That's a six million dollar cap hit. Doing a going long long term on a goalie, especially at the age of 25, is a bit of a risk. But Connor Hellebuck is of the league's best goaltender. And if you look at his contract, he's by far the the best value, uh, in my opinion, for what he provides. Um, you know, I, I it's hard to tell how long he's gonna he's gonna um, you know c- continue to go, but I, I think his 
his contract must end next year. So who cares? Um, the, 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 uh, the Winnipeg jets are, are, are riding high. And I think Connor Hellebuck has a lot of years left. So that was a huge one. This now the next one is, is the one before, uh, uh, he signed his big, big one, Nathan McKinnon, the greatest contract in probably NHL history in, uh, um, in July, 2016, he signed a seven year $44.1 million contract at 6.3 million dollars. Nathan McKinnon, in my opinion, is a top three, top two uh, forward in the in the National Hockey League. He's a top five player in the National Hockey League, and for him to sign and be paid six point three million dollars to do what he's done, be a be a complete leader, be a be an offensive juggernaut, be uh, an incredible two way player. It, it, it's actually a crime that Colorado um, was, was able to sign him for 6.3 million a year. Um, now they're not, now he's, now he's getting paid big boy dollars and he deserves it for winning a cup and everything. Um, I, I, I have nothing but praise to say about Nathan McKinnon and his contract. Uh, what a team friendly deal. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the, on this podcast, the McKinnon McDavid debate, not that long ago. And obviously Connor took a whole other step and it's, you know, undoubtedly the best player in the NHL, but yeah, that is a crazy deal. Weird that you bring up the Winnipeg Jets because I feel like they're not known for making good financial decisions or just good decisions ever. But I went with Kyle Connor, one of the most mm-hmm. underrated players in the NHL. He signed a couple years back a seven for for fifty mil, which is like seven point one something a year. Two years back, he had probably the quietest forty seven goal season you've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. He had. And the beauty of that is he scored 38 or 39 of them on even strength, not the Leon Dreisaitl 32 we learned last week <laughs> on the power play. So uh, <laughs> wild from Kyle Connor. So yeah, the Jets, you make really good decisions on two guys and then really poor decisions on everything else. Yeah, even Mark Scheifele's was pretty damn good. Too. Yeah, they make, they be better Jets, just be better. <laughs> All right, James, what about the best in the NFL? Everybody's hating on running backs these days, but honestly, like some of the best value you can get is from a running back. And Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. 2020, four-year, $24.5 million extension. That comes out to like six-ish million dollars a year. Six-ish, because I don't want to do the math. You divide that by four, and that's what you get. Uh, but in that time frame, <laughs> in that time frame, 3,200 yards on the ground and like total, that's a lot of yards in two years and 32 touchdowns. Like that boy is working hard and he's paying off and getting you points and doing exactly what he needs to do for six million, six ish asterisk million dollars a year. Ain't bad. Saquon just signed for 12. Josh Jacobs just signed for like 11, like half. That, that's great. And then the other one, a little bit up for debate here, but Patrick Mahomes, he signed oh. a 10 year, $450 million extension in 2020. Comes out to $45 million a year, which is a lot, which is pretty much as much as, much as like an entire NHL team is going to pay out. But <laughs> it is, it's honestly, it's still less than Lamar Jackson got at 52 million a year. Jalen Hurts at 51 million a year. Russell Wilson at 48.5. Kyler Murray at 46, who's done nothing but be a midget. And Deshaun Watson, who's done nothing but get massages at 46 as well. <laughs> Come on. He's, he's making 45 million a year. He's won a Super Bowl. He's probably going to win a couple more. This, that is going to pay off. And honestly, like the Chiefs robbed Patrick Mahomes. This should be a billion dollar extension, but they got it for 450 mil. Yeah, the yeah. Patrick Mahomes one is kind of like the Shohei one where the revenue that he brings in also just from being on the field is way, way more than that contract they ever will pay out. So yeah, James, I like that. Love the Austin Eckler one. 
I went on the defensive side again for best uh, NFL contract. I definitely went homer on this one. Similar to how Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, Aaron Donald has been the best defensive player over the last half decade, decade. Yes, there have been guys that have been great, but the six for 135 he signed in 2018, I mean, he's going to go down as one of, if not the best defensive player of all time and did everything that they asked of him, kind of turn that franchise around, obviously then won a Super Bowl. And as a big contract for defensive player, it's held up very well. Obviously the Rams are struggling now, but overall the way that contract worked out, he probably got underpaid with how good Aaron Donald was. And then finally, Tyler, just finish out real quick. My best for basketball was really tough because the money in the NBA has gone skyrocketing over the last like 10 years. I went with Giannis's uh, Supermax. He signed five years, four years ago. Now he signed for five for 228. Just to put that into perspective, he's making $10 million less than Jokic is this year. And Giannis has won two MVPs, just like Jokic. He's won a title just like Jokic, but he plays way better defense. And Giannis is like the most likable superstar in the NBA. I've not heard a single person say something bad about Giannis and being in Milwaukee and like, you know, kind of like the Patrick Mahomes thing, having Giannis on your team just brings in a ton of revenue. So I went with Giannis's uh, super maxi sign a couple years ago. There's rumors he might be leaving. So hopefully we'll see what happens with that. But Tyler, that's all I got. I, I was fun. I was uh, impressed what everyone came up with. Yeah, thank you, Alex. That was, a, that was a fun one to research and kind of look into and uh, delve in. Let us know what you guys think best and worst contracts are. There was a lot of numbers and math in that episode, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sign off and take a nap because my brain is just it's way ish. It's there's a lot going on. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening. We always appreciate the support. Please like and share our podcast with everyone who you think may like it. We hope you guys have a fantastic day, week, month, year. We'll see you next week. 